What's up, everybody? I am Jalen Suits, the host of Sit Down with Swaggy Suits. Today, I have a special guest, two-time national champion stunt athlete, Charlie Uber. Charlie, how does it feel to be here today? It feels great. I'm excited. You're excited. How are you doing today? I'm doing good. Had practice this morning, mm-hmm. and now no class. Class was canceled, so now I'm here. Hallelujah. See, yes. every, all my friends always say their classes be canceled, and my classes never be canceled. It's once in a blue moon. Once in, yeah. Yeah. I feel that. I feel that. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so everybody, uh, you know, this month is National Women's Month. I wanted to get a woman on here, but I also wanted to get a stunt athlete on here because they don't get the respect that they deserve. And I wanted someone like Charlie, who's somewhat of a leader on the team, to break it down for y'all and tell y'all what they go through. So we're going to go. She's going to tell us her experience and what all they go through. And I'm going to just, you know, we're going to have a great conversation. Okay, so we're going to go back to high school. Did you cheer in high school? Yeah, I did three years. Mm-hmm. Um, I skipped my junior year, just took a break, mm-hmm. ran track, didn't really. Track? Didn't love it. I did hurdles, but. See, that's, just, that's, how you be, a, that's how you be jumping and stuff. Yeah, you got your practice. <laughs> yes, it was just to keep active. And then I went back my senior year. But I was pretty much on varsity all three years. And okay. we got to, we competed. We went to Disney. Mm. So it was, it was a big deal in high school. Mm-hmm. So I'm kind of used to, you know, the competition. Right. I also did all-star cheer growing up. Ah. So I've been, yeah. You've I've been, been cheering your cheer. whole life. Yes. So, so when you say cheer, were you doing stunt? No, okay. I just started stunt in college. Awesome. Yes. Okay. So it's very new to Texas. Mm-hmm. It's big in California and Oklahoma mainly. Okay. Did uh, DBU like recruit you heavy? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So they do recruiting. There's no like tryouts. Mm-hmm. I didn't know we had like recruiting clinics, which is just like a, a day camp basically. They check right. out your skills or whatever. I just kind of emailed mm-hmm. and then went from there, filled out a recruiting sheet and just came came to a practice got to see like what they do how they run things okay so when did you know like i'm going to dvu pretty much when i toured here mm-hmm. um i was already in contact with callie our head coach and like looking to be on the team when i toured here i just had a great tour guide it was a beautiful day like mm-hmm. the it was just me and the tour guide and my parents it was like very one-on-one, very intentional, and it kind of just set up what DBU was going to be for me. So that was really cool. That kind of that kind of sealed the deal, really. Right. I can't say DBU do good with the tours. They do. They, they do. really put they out. They make good sure time. they pick a day with the sun out. Yeah. If you touring this raining, it's canceled. Yeah, it's postponed. It, it, they won't do that to you. You want to see what it looks like with the sun out, how it's reflecting. I did it when it was hot. It was it was nice, but it was too hot. Yeah. It was too hot. They but, had you walk in the hills. Yeah, walking the hills, sweating. <laughs> I'm like, man, like y'all need to drive me around. Right. But it's college, so right. we get it. So now I'm gonna tell you about freshman year and what I thought about stunt. Mm-hmm. Because okay. originally I had friends that was in stunt that still is in stunt. Mm-hmm. And they used to always be like, Man, I'm so tired and stuff like that from practice. I'm like, now don't don't kill me, Callie. Well, Coach Callie, <laughs> don't get on me. But be, I was like, all y'all do is just smile and cheer. Like, what are y'all tired from? And then and then I was like, okay, okay. Like, they told me to come to the sew off. When I went to the sew off, my respect went all the way to one hundred. When I saw the, so I'm literally like mouth just wide open, like, dang, mm-hmm. 
they do this. So how was adjusting to a college stunt team for you? How was your adjustment? Yeah, from high school, there's a lot of things that are, like, restricted that you can't do. And Mm. so when I got here, I knew it was, like, college level. Like, it was going to be a little bit harder. But it's just practice is just repetition. Like, just getting those reps in. There's not really drills that you can do. It's literally just doing a skill, you know, flipping as if like you were tumbling. You mm-hmm. just got to you just got to do it. You know, when you get to college, you kind of have the fundamentals. Mm-hmm. You're not really learning anything anymore. You're just perfecting it, doing it. And then for stunting, too, you got to work with other people. People right. you don't know. Um, there's a lot of like switching people around. And so just kind of adapting to what how other people do things. Mm-hmm. And just with stunt specifically, you have to be like, extra technical Mm -hmm. and I feel like that's was the major shift for like all of us why it like it's so hard on your body you have to just be like you have to squeeze every single muscle and you have to be so precise and fast in what you do Mm -hmm. so mainly just the repetition the reps and training those muscles that you probably hadn't trained before Mm -hmm. and so that's why it's like so new and different on your body and especially like I don't know if it's like that for everybody, but you said, like, it's some moves that you couldn't do in high school. Mm-hmm. So, like, it's some of these moves that you're just learning. Yeah. And you have to learn it fast. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? You, you, you cannot show any fear. Yeah. Like, because you're in college now. Like, yeah. you want to be the, you know, you don't want to be the, the like, scared The one. scared. Yeah, exactly. So. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Now, um, you said something about, you know, how to be with people, ladies, that you, you didn't know. How was it, like, gaining a relationship with your teammates? Like, how important was that? Yeah, it's very important, and it's important to, like, maintain those relationships. Starting off, you know, in college, everyone's nervous. Mm-hmm. You know, you're j- everyone's just as nervous as the next person. So, like, you want to fit in, and like, but you don't want to try too hard. And, you know, just learning the dynamic of how other people, inter- re- like, intertwine with each other. And, like, some of us had lived with roommates that mm-hmm. are on the cheer team and then some of us have lived with people who aren't on the cheer team and like that's been kind of cool to see like people who have a roommate on the team like they're a little bit more involved and then people who don't have a roommate on the team they're able to like go exp- like they're they're starting friend groups outside of athletics which right. is really cool because mm-hmm. you know that's the whole point of college like get you know you grow your relationships and stuff so I don't know. I think mainly the relationship starts with like who you live with. Yeah. And then it grows from there. So definitely like one of my first friends on DB at DB was a cheerleader. Mm -hmm. And then I met other cheerleaders through her. Yes. So it was just like you said, like the friend group outside of athletics, like we talk every once in a while now, but we don't really talk that much the same like we used to, but it's still like that. That's like a friendship that, meant a lot and yeah. you know I still check in and stuff like that right but it's just like you said like it's friendships outside of athletics so that that that's for real like that's cool mm-hmm. that's cool now how long did it take you to become comfortable with like, all these new moves that you're learning and stuff like when how long would you say it was like okay I'm comfortable right so we have a scrimmage in the fall mm-hmm. which usually falls like right around Thanksgiving the week before or after my freshman year when we went there I kind of got a grasp of like there's four quarters we have a break during halftime um the whole like warm-up routine that we're gonna go through kind of going there helped a little bit but it really wasn't until like the first game where I was like okay I know what I'm doing which is 
end of January, mm-hmm. our freshman year, that's when it was. So, you know, you train the whole fall and you're like, you think you know what you're doing sometimes, mm-hmm. but like when you really get, get to get into it after that first game, mm-hmm. just fully grasped like the whole routine right. and stuff. Yeah. Now, for the people that don't know what a game looks like for a stunt, can you explain to us like what does a game look like for a stunt athlete? Right, so... The game setup, well, it's funny that it's, like, called a game. That's right. like, That's new for, like, cheerleaders. Uh-huh. But you are going against another team, and you guys are going through four quarters together. Mm-hmm. And you have four chances to do the same exact routine in each quarter. Um, the first one, the whole, the whole um, group is called partner stunts. Mm-hmm. And then the second quarter, you have, like, a little three-minute break. Then the second quarter is pyramids and tosses so we're stacking people on top of each other then you have a little break you um you regroup you know talk about what we need to fix how do we you know if you how do you bounce back if you need to and then you go through tumbling which is quarter three and then quarter four you put all of those three together Mm. in one so that's where it really gets you the like stamina and endurance part of it Mm mm-hmm so that's how it's split up. But you guys are going out and doing the same routine. Yeah. And you're being judged on who does it better, essentially. You know, uh, there's still like a deductions form, just like how in cheerleading, um, basically who does the best, who gets the least amount of deductions gets a point. Right. And so the point system is just one point. You could also tie. Mm-hmm. So that's when things get like fun because yeah. like, okay, you both did good. Mm-hmm. You know, let's try again for the next one. Right. But yeah. See, I went to, I've been going to the games that one y'all had the weekend, uh, where y'all had like the whole weekend was here. The tournament. Yeah, the tournament. Yes. That was, it was like, man, like, this is actually cool. Mm-hmm. Like, this is actually cool that, because when I went, I'm hearing like, routine three. Right. And I'm like, what? And then I see both of you, like, you and the other team doing the same thing. Yes. So it was like, okay, so both of you guys are practicing the same thing and you guys are practicing that on top of your routine that you're going to take to daytona and stuff so i'm like that's why the practice be so hard and long because you're practicing this and you have to practice your routine as well Mm -hmm. so i just know that's that's tough right now i got a little joke for you because i know i was talking about speaking of comfortable yeah i had to ask about them cheer shoes I call them. Oh. I call them the Cheer Force Fours. Right. <laughs> that's exactly. That's funny. Yeah. I I call them the Cheer Force Fours. They that's don't look funny. comfortable at all. Like, do they make your feet hurt? Honestly, yeah. There, yeah. there's no support Thank at you. all. That's, that's what I was wondering. I'm like, like the suit looks so just, small. Mm-hmm. No, and you're like you flipping and landing on your feet, and I'm yes. like, your feet have to hurt. They do hurt, especially in the heels. Just so much impact. Yeah. Like, yeah. do you? Is it better like double socks sometimes, like wear double socks or anything? Um, we have some girls who our trainer has this little like foam mm-hmm. and they put it in their heels uh, and that helps. So like you could like, right. but I mean, other than that, it's straight on the feet. It is it's what just it such is. such flat shoes. And mm-hmm. I mean, it's been like that. Like if you've been cheering your whole life, they're, they're, they're the same. Yeah. The company is so big that just across the board, that's what you wear. Mm-hmm. Have you ever seen Acro? Is it a movie? No, it's another. It's kind of like stunt. It's acro and tumbling. Acro. It's I haven't seen It's more like that. gymnastics and oh. if like gymnastics and stunt combined. They if wear I tennis s- shoes. Really? Like like full on Nike training, like 
tennis shoes. Really? Yeah. Would you like to have that instead? I don't know. I feel like that would be interesting. Yeah, I feel like it'd be interesting. I don't know. I'm a base, mm-hmm. so I hold girls. And I don't know if that clunky of a shoe mm-hmm. would be beneficial, honestly. Because right now it's small and you're ba- they're basically barefoot. Right, so, literally, literally. Yeah. Now, I'm glad you said that because that was my next question. Mm-hmm. You said you're a base. Right. So what you do is you throw people in the air. Yes. What is the amount of trust that you have to be on the stunt team? Because, like, literally somebody's trusting you. Mm-hmm. With their life. With their life. And like <laughs> me, me personally, I'm throwing somebody up there. If you coming down that fast, I'm not kidding. <laughs> I'm running. <laughs> I'm running. Yes. I'm like, I would be nervous. I'm like, do you, does it make you nervous of like having like somebody's relying on you? Right. I mean, I feel like just in the beginning, you build that trust really fast. Mm-hmm. And of course, there's some things that happen where, you know, accidents happen or you don't get the right grip or you don't catch the way you should Mm. you know that's where like injuries come into play but growing up I was the flyer so I was the one in the air I was I was gonna ask you look you you read my mind you read my mind my literally I typed up can you imagine being a flyer yeah so walk us through that like how was it being a flyer yeah I just grew up in it and so I got to start at the basics Mm -hmm. and just you know built those fundamental balance Mm -hmm. and flexibility but it was honestly like when I got to DBU, that's when I became a base. Like yeah. little to no experience. Mm-hmm. I just knew what I would want as a flyer for my bases. Right. So I kind of took that mentality of like, okay, let me adjust and do what I would like. If, or if, you know, I'm leaning back a little bit, I want someone to like push up on the heel, mm-hmm. if that makes sense. I know it's hard to like kind of visualize, but I kind of took my knowledge of of flying mm-hmm. and put it into my basing. And I think that's what helped me the most right. in learning so fast. Okay. Okay. But yeah, I think I, I had that trust from being a flyer. So I'm like, okay, I know how like worried I was when right. I was up there. So like, especially you got to make those girls comfortable, you know, trusting you first, mm-hmm. you know? So if I was a flyer, I'd be nervous <laughs> every time I'm in the air Yeah, because like I was at the tournament and I'm like, Man, they up there. They're really up there. Like, they're up there, like, flipping and all that. And I'm like, it looked like it's so hard because, like, the way they flip, like, the head looked like it got to be a certain way. Yes. And you have all the, it's not like it's just one base. Mm-hmm. It's multiple bases. Mm-hmm. So, it's like, I'll be, like, overthinking it. Like, okay, I don't want to run into this base yes. and stuff like that. So, it's like, like y'all, this, this stuff is serious. Mm-hmm. Like It's a lot of communication, mm-hmm. especially, like, with stunting. When you have girls that are stacked on top of another person and you're the one that's going to catch her, you got to say like, hey, I, I got her middle. You get yeah. her back. You know, you kind of you really have to talk, especially like when you're performing, mm-hmm. you got to adjust really fast. You know, if something goes wrong or not. It's not perfect every time, which it, it will never be. But mm-hmm. you kind of have to sometimes you got to push people out of the way or yeah. like, you know, just open your mouth to start talking like, OK, she's falling, coming or whatever. Right. So. That's crazy. Mm-hmm. Now, walk us through a day of your life when you have practice. Like, mainly, like, you have practice this morning. Mm-hmm. Walk us through a day where you have a 6 a.m. practice. What does that all look like? Yep. So, this year we practice two days a week at 7 a.m. Oh, at 7. So, okay. Yeah, so that's a little nicer. Mm-hmm. Wake up around 6, get prepared. You got to wake yourself up because you can't just jump right into just... No. 
flipping and throwing Fly, your body flying yeah. all the way in it. You gotta be really careful when you you know technique doesn't get tired is what they say so you got to really focus in those morning practices right but yeah wake up the berg luckily we had the berg this this season so mm-hmm. just walk over to the berg practice this this semester i had class right after Ooh. so i mean i just went straight after practice it kind of it was kind of nice i got it over with right it was the only one for the day so i went straight to practice and then straight to class and then I had a little break before work. Okay. And then I just worked in the afternoon. So so you work on top of that. Mm-hmm. Yes. How does that affect you mentally? Like, do you ever be like, I'm so tired, I want to quit? Yes. Like, I, I feel like it's okay to be mm-hmm. like, I can't. Like, I want to quit. Because right. it's sometimes where I just be like, I'm dropping out. Right. Uh, I, I'm done. It's okay, yeah. I definitely, I mean, I feel like everyone has those days especially mm-hmm. when you get into like your season mm-hmm. you know right now we're in like the height of our season in training for our competition but I don't know I just I tell myself that I'm never gonna have this much energy right in in the future mm-hmm. you know like you're gonna be tied down with you're kids older. Or, yeah yes mm-hmm. you're tied down to a full-time job so I just try to push myself it's just a mental game yeah you know I I'm I'm not a big like napper me so either. I, I, I just, I don't know. I don't really nap. And if I stay up late for homework or work or friends or whatever, I just, you know, I tell myself, you know, you stayed up late, you got to, but you got to wake you gotta up. Do you got to go. You right. know, people are relying on you. Mm-hmm. Um, I work at a job where I teach tumbling classes for little kids. So like, really? I'm just cheering all over the place. I know. Ah. But like, I think about those kids rely on me. Right. It's not a job where I can like call in sick that day mm-hmm. or whatever like they're like the work is relying on me those kids are relying on me the parents you know so that kind of keeps me going with the work aspect of like I can push through for three or four hours right. and then I can you know relax on the drive home or whatever so well don't relax on the drive home we right. need we need you to be energized <laughs> so you can make it <laughs> so that I'm gonna bounce back off of that question mm-hmm. so you teach kids now about tumbling right in the future can you see yourself coaching like what is the plan for you when you graduate yeah I don't really I don't know I'm in a psychology degree okay and I I've known that I've always wanted to work with kids um you know my family asks me I'm like I want to help kids spiritually physically mentally Mm -hmm. so whatever that looks like for me I don't know what it is I don't Mm -hmm. know what it could be but um yeah I'm pretty confident that something will play out where I can um, be be in a setting where I can you know share share my faith with mm-hmm. the kids that I'm either training or walking through life with. Um, I feel like where I'm at, it's um, at the church gym that I'm at right now. I'm able to do that, and so you know I I love it. I really enjoy it. Of course, there's hard days, but right. Um, like they asked me to help coach this weekend at a competition, so I, I'm they kind of give me insights mm-hmm. of what that could look like. You know, after school, after I'm not in a full-time student and right. an athlete. So, I don't know. It's cool to see those opportunities mm-hmm. and, like, just process and just, you know, think about what, what could be for right. my future. But I do want to one day work in a hospital with kids. Okay. Um, there's a job, child life specialist, which is what I'm kind of in right now. Okay. The classes that I'm in. And just working with kids mentally through... Mm-hmm. Um, chronic illness, cancer, just 
helping them not on the aspect of like, okay, you know, we got to take your IV all day, you know, just helping with them, their families. Mm -hmm. You could also help with kids of parents who are in the hospital constantly. Mm -hmm. So that's like the ultimate goal. I can see you doing that. I can yeah. see you doing that. Because, like, me, for example, I have ulcerative colitis. Mm-hmm. So when I was diagnosed with that, there was like, well, you have people that can help you with your mental and stuff and all that. But at the time, I was like, I was, I was old enough where I didn't need it. Yes. I was old enough where I didn't need it. But mm-hmm. sometimes I'm like, that's not the case. Because mental health is still important for any age. Like, right. you can go through it at any age. So it's like, you definitely, like, you need it. Like, if it's there, if they offering it, do mm-hmm. it. Yeah. Do it. So I can I can definitely see you doing that. And I hope you kill it. Yeah. Thank you. We're gonna try something fun. Okay. So you know I'm a side live reporter now. Yes. And Killing me, it. I was wondering with some of my friends. I was like, I wonder what it would be like side live reporting at one of you guys' games. Mm-hmm. So basically, we're gonna act like I'm side live reporting you at halftime. Okay. I'm All gonna right. side live report. I'm gonna be like. Have a full interview. It's going to be off the top of my head. Okay. And we're just going to roll with it. So okay. I'm going to ask you like a question. Mm-hmm. Just make up. Okay. And you just answer it. And we're going to act like it's live. Perfect. Okay. So what you said the second quarter was again? The second quarter is pyramids and tosses. Pyramids and tosses. Mm-hmm. All righty. All right. You ready? Yep. All righty. Thanks, Reagan. I'm here with Charlie Uber. Charlie, now your pyramid didn't really hit in that second quarter. You're down two points. What are you going to tell your girls at halftime to just stay in the right mindset and get this win? Mm-hmm. Um, I would, I'm just going to tell them we're going to go through it. We'll re, re-warm it up, and I'm sure it'll be fine. Uh, talk to the bases. Make sure they have open communication with each other. Um, it could be called in the fourth quarter, so we're going we're gonna to warm it up and be confident going into the next half. Are you guys more comfortable in the fourth quarter? Is it like a specific thing routine that the fourth quarter where you know that you have the advantage over the other team yeah yeah I would say so we have up to eight routines so if we're not comfortable calling the one that just fell then we we have a few other options that we could go for but we just have to be ready in case the other team decides to call that routine all righty that was Charlie Uber back to you how was that was that? great that yeah was that. that was perfect what, what would you rate that yeah that was a 10 out of 10 hey that was turn great. up turn up see that look that was just off the top of the dome like you should I try it next I, year. I want to like are you gonna be here next year yeah i'm gonna be here next okay. year i want to like because the cameras already be there for y'all with the tournament mm-hmm. so like that could be something i talked to about reagan like hey like yeah let's try to sideline report and like report the things that's going on yeah even if you don't want to do it like just let me take over it no, i can get absolutely. more experience the girls can get more recognition i feel like it'll be dope yeah we had um uh last year there was a tournament at oklahoma baptist mm-hmm. and actually it was nationals and they have a they have a interview after really post game interviews yeah See, I would love so to I'll do have, that. Yeah, I'll have to show you some of them. Yeah, you have because to show me they've that. they've been done before, so I don't see Yeah, why not. can't we do it? Yeah. Look, Coach Kelly, hey. We'll call yeah. her up. Yeah, hey, you know how to contact me. <laughs> you know how you to contact me. You email. Yeah, I'm going to email you. I'm going to email you. Yes. <laughs> so let's talk about Daytona. Going to Daytona. Mm-hmm. On a scale of 1 to 10, how busy are you when the team is in Daytona? I would say 10 out of 10. Every mm. minute is worth it. Mm-hmm. You are... If you're not cheering, you're resting. And right. That's a, you know, that's just as efficient as if you were in practice. Right. What does a day in Daytona look like? Like when you guys are performing, mm-hmm. like say you guys have to perform at two. Right. What does that all look like to build up in even after you perform? Mm-hmm. What do you guys do? 
Yep. So you can, I mean, with a time like two, we usually meet like two hours before we compete. Okay. So you can start getting ready an hour before that. Depends on if you're an early bird or not. But mm-hmm. last year, me and some of the girls on my team, we went to go watch the competition for right. a few few hours. I don't even know how long we were there. But we went and watched. We came back, took our time, got ready. Um, we all meet together. We have a little Devo, team Devo that we do. Mm-hmm. And then we just get into that mindset right before warm-ups and, you know, talk about it uh we do this thing called manifesting which we listen to our music and we visualize um like hitting a perfect routine it's just like the routine that we've started to get into for the daytona season but yeah just it's really a mind game no yeah. matter what time of day could be 7 a.m when you're getting ready <sighs> i know but it's just whoever's in your hotel room y'all mm-hmm. cling to each other for support right and this year we'll have two teams, so we'll have multiple people. Yeah. We'll have multiple like ready times and stuff. So that'll be interesting to see. We haven't done that before, but that should be really cool to see. You know, hype each other up. Yeah. And then go your separate ways. Literally. So, literally. Yeah. So let's just say the last two years, because you guys won mm-hmm. nationals two years in a row. When they announced that you ladies won, what's going through your mind? Like, what is the first thing that goes through your mind? Like. When they say DBU. Right. So they call second place. They go reverse mm-hmm. order. And when you hear that second place, you have you, to hold it together. Yeah. You've got to, you know. Um, my biggest pet peeve is like early celebration. So mm. I'm like so big on. Humbleness. You just stay there. Right. You wait till your name for the Dallas, the first word, then that's when you can celebrate. Okay. But, um. Our first year, we didn't really know. We were in second at first. Mm-hmm. And then we we did the best we could. So we're like, okay, maybe, you know, we don't really know. It could be yes or no. So we just waited and trusted the process. And then it, it turned out in our favor. For the second year, we, we really weren't sure. We were in second place again, which mm-hmm. is a good spot to be in. Right. It's a good, like, you're right behind them, you know. Mm-hmm. And so we didn't perform as well as we wanted to, but it was still really good really good and so we really were nervous we didn't know it was a toss-up whatever but yeah just holding it together last year it was just a huge shock to us mm-hmm. and i don't know there was there's no feeling like that when they call your name yeah i i like i my, the feeling that i chase after though is like finishing the best you could yeah and giving it your all after after that awards is just it's in the air. Your right. hands are tied. You know. You did your The best. scoring is done. You did. You did what you had to do. Amen. Yeah. Amen. <laughs> okay, so um, I went to your guys so off mm-hmm. the other day this weekend, mm-hmm. and this is the part that got me. Coach Callie was like, "You guys had practiced like five hours a day for like the last like four or three days, something like that." And the name of it is Hell Week. Yeah. Yes. Can you describe to us like what all goes into that? Yeah, so we don't really get us. We get half of a spring break, so we mm-hmm. got to take the first half off. But coming back, we knew it was going to be hard. Mm-hmm. You know, having five-hour practices consistent, you know, consecutive days in a row. It's just, it's just a mental game, really. Mm-hmm. Like we we've been training the past couple weeks for this to prepare your, our bodies and stuff. But 
it's just it's it's a push mentally mainly yeah and um definitely like a time to rely on your teammates and look at each other for you know direction motivation um but it's still fun you know those are the practices where I feel like we get a lot closer because we fight a lot harder for Mm. you know towards our goals and stuff and this year seeing the other team I'm on the intermediate division team Mm -hmm. Just seeing the fight that the other team has and the love that they've created with each other, that was really cool to see throughout the week that grew. But, yeah, it's it's definitely a rough one, Yeah, I'd say. Definitely. If, if a week is called Hell Week, <laughs> you know it's going to be some trouble. It <laughs> you know it's going to be some trouble. Okay, so now we're going to go into your personal life. Mm-hmm. Your boyfriend, Austin Tooley. Austin, I know you're listening to this. One of the coolest guys I ever met at DBU honestly how important has he been to you for your mental journey like with all this cheer like the time that you don't get to spend with him because you're cheering and like he's actually helped the team like I don't know if that's to get more with you but like he actually cares (laughs) so like he actually is helping the team so how all has he been to help mentally for you yeah they they call him manager austin uh, he's been <laughs> that's so, all about right yeah he's been so great he's just constant encouragement mm-hmm. um he's just super involved he wants to know the, all the new girls faces and their names and he he'll reach out to some of my closer friends and like hey you got it this week just encourage them and like that just shows how much he cares about me because he cares about my friends yeah but yeah Mm -hmm. it's been great like he wants to see all the progress we've made and sometimes i'm like no you gotta it's a surprise you gotta wait till you You gotta wait yeah like just wait i promise it'll be worth it Mm -hmm. um yeah he's just been a good like i can when we're hanging out i can talk about cheer or not talk about cheer Mm -hmm. um it's kind of like a little bit of an escape and just not i don't have to be on on it all the time you know not all eyes are on me so, yeah, he's great. He's definitely a great manager. <laughs> cares about his teammates very well. Okay, that's good. That's good. Shout out to Austin. But um, congratulations to you and also the other ladies and coaches on being voted by the NCAA to become an official NCAA sport. So for all the people that says cheer isn't a sport, what they got to say now? Like, you right. guys got voted by NCAAs to become, like, an official sport. So all you haters... Y'all can shut up. Back off. Yeah, talk your mess. <laughs> Two-time national champ. Like, yeah, let them know. Yes. But uh, how does that feel? Like, are you excited about that? Yeah, it was huge news for our team. Mm-hmm. Um, it was its first stunt, and it really pushed us to, like, the next level, you mm-hmm. know, getting recognition through our state as um, stunt grows through through Texas. And, yeah, it's just really – it's it's rewarding, Cause it's, it gives you a little bit more to like fight for and, um, coming into school, I didn't really know like what it meant, like Mm -hmm. what that means for scholarship. I didn't know. I was just, I just want to cheer. That's all, you know, sure. I'll do stun, whatever. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. It's really cool to gain the recognition. I feel a lot of support from admin, Mm. honestly. And I feel like that's really what helps cheer and stunt at all universities is like if your admin backs you you know then then you definitely feel the support and and encouragement from them so like that that is like the biggest grateful appreciation to them because 
you know, we have other schools where their admin doesn't even know what stunt is. And so why are they going to vote on something that they 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 don't don't even know or they don't even look forward to having? So that was a big help. Clutch, clutch. Uh, Wrapping up, is there anybody that you would like to shout out? Um, Shout out my roommates, my family. I got a great support system. I'm from Houston. Oh. So got some family there. They're always encouraging me and wanting me to be my best. Of That's course, good. shout out Austin. Yeah. Shout out that man. <laughs> <He's great. laughs> well, thank you, Charlie, for coming on the show. Everybody, thanks for listening. Make sure to support Charlie and the DBU stunt team as they look forward to win their third consecutive national title. This has been another episode of Sit Down with Swaggy Suits. Keep God first, and we're out. Peace.